Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us again. We are excited to bring you, on this day before Thanksgiving, uh, our, I guess our one and done Thanksgiving <laughs> episode. There's only one of these we've got in the pike here. There are a few more Thanksgiving movies. Dutch. We could, yeah, we could yeah. talk about, but this one is it for me. This was my suggestion. This was a have-to-do movie. <laughs> Today, what are we talking about, Mandy? Today, we are talking about the 1987 classic comedy, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, my God. Just hearing you say it, it's the greatest of all time. <laughs> I'm so excited for this movie. I'm so excited to be doing this podcast. In fact, we are so excited, we're doing this for the second time. <laughs> That's right. The, the first time we tried to do this episode with Scott Overholt, we had him come all the way out here to Hastings to the studio, and I totally fucked things up. <laughs> Because I'm the worst ever at this. I uh, had us recording from the wrong source. So pretty much everything that got uh, recorded was just my voice loud. (laughs) And then their voices not loud enough and none of the clips that we play from the movie. So we had to scrap the whole thing. We had to scramble to get things together. And we brought out uh, one of the heavy hitters in the the Lansing comedy scene to fill in that space for us. And I'm super excited to have him out. Today we have... Uh, Lansing area comedian Dave Welfare with us. Hey, thank you for having me. Yay. I appreciate you, Matt, Mandy. Dude, this is exciting. It takes me back to my roots. I have a background in radio, so this is a pretty cool studio. Guitars on the wall, That's talking right. about a cool movie. So thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. I will try and do the uh, podcast justice. I hope uh, I hope I'm as good as Scott was when he was in here. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you'll be great. Yeah, Scott's going to come back, too. He so is. we're excited to have him back out. We didn't want to um, have to put him through the same movie twice. We figured there's no reason to go back through and tell the same stories again. We wanted everything to be fresh. So Yeah, we'll have we'll, him in January. Yeah, we'll get him back out to do a fresh episode with a new movie, and it's uh, we're excited to have him back. So, But we are uh, very thankful that you were able to make the time to get out here to Hastings <laughs> with us. No, it was awesome to come out here. I got to see a friend before the show here, so uh, it was awesome. So thanks for having me yeah. the night before Thanksgiving. I know, yeah. right? That's Everybody's, right, guys. This is like a big party night. Yeah. So everybody is at work, like watching the clock waiting. So like, I and can't wait to get out and drink. Plenty of travel time this weekend. Make sure you guys tell your friends to listen. They're yeah. going to be driving across the state, across the country. Uh, let them know we're out here, man. Get your friends to listen too. It'd be great. <laughs> All right, folks. We are talking about the uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Martin. Yeah. Classic. John Candy. John Candy. Classic. John Hughes uh, directed and wrote. Yes, the he movie. did. Yeah. And uh, so before we get started, we always like to tell the audience, if you've never seen this movie, first of all, nobody likes you. <laughs> You're a bad person. And uh, second, uh, go watch the movie now uh, and then come back and join the podcast so you can join in on the conversation. And you're back. All right. Welcome. Thanks. That was, that was the greatest of all time, wasn't it? Yeah. You're so glad you went and saw this movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Even if you have seen this movie before, I recommend just go yeah. brush up on it. Go go give it another watch just for no reason. For sure. I Yeah. When was the last time you watched this movie before we asked you to, Dave? Honestly, when it came out on VHS back probably oh in my gosh, like, 1987. Yeah, it came out in theaters <laughs> in 87. He said took forever back then for things yeah. to get to VHS and hit your video store shelves. So yeah. honestly, probably around when it first came out, just because I don't know, so many other movies had come out, but sometimes you just forget about classics out there and you forget uh-huh. to revisit them. So it's neat doing this because I did get to revisit <laughs> things. And I have a lot of opinions on it that are different than when I originally watched it. Oh, absolutely. It, so, yeah. That's some part of I think that's probably the 
one of the funnest parts for us is when the guest hasn't seen it in a long time and then they watch it and it like rejuvenates a whole like, new experience. Yeah. yeah. Well, I watched it one time on Friday and I was very critical when I was watching sure. it through. <laughs> and then I watched it a second time because I, I, I felt so bad for being critical of it that I watched it a second time and I was like, all right. I started hearing the lines that I remember making me laugh as yeah. a kid and as an adolescent. It's like, if you watch that when you, I was born in 77, so mm-hmm. 10, 11 when I got to see this originally. Okay. So probably not the most appropriate movie, but rating things were different in the 80s. Yes. So and my parents were extremely laid back and yeah. what they let me watch. So yeah, I remember, uh, but it was good to be able to revisit this this last Friday here. Yeah, man. I, uh, I watch this movie often. Um, like it comes around in cycle quite a bit throughout the year. It's not like a holiday type movie for me. I watch it when I feel like I need to watch it. Right. And even watching it with the critical eye for this podcast has made me see it in a different way than I normally do. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of these movies, after you watch them so many times, they just become old hat Mm -hmm. and you just kind of have them on in the room while you're doing other things, playing on your phone or dealing with family stuff or life or whatever. Mm -hmm. And actually sitting down and really watching this movie was a treat for me. Like I was so good. It made me re-experience a movie that I thought I loved and made me love it even more. That so. last night, um, I watched it. My husband has never seen it. So oh him God. and I watched it last night. And I, I just, all I just kept saying was, I'm so glad we're watching this movie together. <laughs> and he was just cracking up like from the very like the first second that Kevin Bacon and him make con- eye contact across the road and yeah. stuff. He was just cracking up. It was great. Yeah. The fact that Kevin Bacon just shows up at all in this movie. I know. Awesome. Super so. random. Uh, yeah, there are some really strange and funny uh, cameos in this mm-hmm. movie that you, I wasn't really expecting. Some of them I forgot. And then over the years of watching this movie, you start seeing those other actors show up more often. Yes. And you're like, oh, my God, that's that's where I saw him first was yep. in this movie. So. <laughs> um, yeah, Michael McKean is the state trooper. That's one that always gets me. Yeah. Um, and he is one of the uh, like the Spinal Tap guys, right? Like he's one of those uh, Christopher Guest sort yep, of cast he was of in guys. Spinal Tap, yeah. uh, Laverne and Shirley. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, most recently, one of my favorite shows, Better Call Saul. So. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah he's uh, Saul's brother, right? Yes. Like, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It just, God, that's it's a different look, crazy. isn't it? I know. It's just crazy to me. Huh. Um, and then uh, let's see. Who else do we got? Oh, um, Matthew Lawrence, one of the Lawrence brothers. Yeah, Joey he, Lawrence. Is, yeah. Is he, that's his little brother, his right? His little brother. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He's little Neil. You know what? We, uh, we do have a few drops from this movie that we need to play, and I feel like it's appropriate after talking about sure. uh, Matthew Lawrence just to play this one for us here. I know you, don't I? Oh, oh wrong, wrong button. button. There we go. <laughs> Professional, guys. Of course he's going to give you a noogie. He loves to give you noogies. That's how he tells you that he loves you. Why doesn't he give me noogies? <laughs> because you get Indian burns. Ugh, they're the worst. I prefer noogies. So do I. So yeah. do I, man. Neither. I'm like, stay out of my personal space. Yeah. Now you have to get consent before you give noogies. Yeah, right. <laughs> Back in the 80s, you didn't have to do that. Whoa. <laughs> Um, we right. also have uh, Ben Stein. Yeah, is a cameo, the airport guy. Um, he's also in Ferris Bueller, which is a John Another Hughes John movie. Hughes movie mm-hmm. yeah. And so is uh, Eddie McClurg, who e- plays Edie. Right? Is that e- Edie? I think so. I oh. Think so. Yeah, it is Edie. That yeah, makes more sense. I'm right? sorry. <laughs> I feel bad. I'm like that is a strange. Yeah, that's a female besmirch, named Eddie. Yeah, don't besmirch the the life of Mrs. Poole. Mrs. Poole, yeah, from the Hogan family, yeah. which no one watched Dave, other than me yes. and Matt. You're, you're uh, older than some of the comics we've had out here. Did yes. you ever watch the Hogan family on TV? You know, I remember watching it, but I mean, not as much as I watched other things that were sure. on television. It was uh, Bateman, right? Jason yeah, Jason Bateman, Bateman was, was like oh, the yeah. oldest brother. Oh, yeah. I remember it and everything. And didn't it change when uh, names at some point? 
Or am I thinking of a different it show? Might, I think it might have been a spinoff. Okay. That was a spinoff from another show, okay. maybe, at the yeah, time. But they were doing know. that back in the day there. Yeah. Let me ask you something here, because mm-hmm. I came from, I, I, even though my parents were cool, they were old school parents, what time of night did that show come on at? Oh, I think it was early. Are you thinking of Hogan's Heroes? Is that no, what no, no, okay. no. I'm not thinking of that. <laughs> I'm like... Uh, my parents just put me to bed like when all the cool stuff came on television. Oh, yeah, gotcha. I'm sure it was my like... My bedtime was 8 o'clock growing up yeah, until I got too. to middle school, so... It was probably yeah. around there. I'm sure it was like that messy TV sort yeah. of vibe. At- the one thing I got to stay up once a week was uh, Alf. Alf came on yes, at like 8, me so too. 8, 8, 30, I got to stay up for that, and that was it. Yeah. That That's funny, because I I was able to stay up one night a week to watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. There you go. Yep, yep. Because <laughs> it funny. came on at 8. Yep. I can see uh, I can see that Alf coming through on you now, Dave. I think that was uh, it really shaped your <laughs> shaped your life, I think. It's, I remember having Elf underwear when I was little. <laughs> it had uh, his picture, it, which is strange, because Listen, it, it was Mandy, on the front of my... Listen, Mandy, those are not two worlds that he wants to combine, okay? <laughs> Oh, this was a fun, right. It was a fun memory of his childhood, and now all of a sudden... I remember at the last commercial break, before you get up for that final snack, I'll let you know. I'll be right back. I love that, dude. <laughs> oh, Alf. That's so awesome. I'm sorry. I went off topic. No, I no. My this, entire ep- uh, this entire podcast is off topic. Okay, sure. great. Um, so, yeah, Edie McClurg and then uh, Lyman Ward plays his friend John in the beginning when he's yeah. like, you'll never make the six. Yep. He's Ferris Bueller's dad. Yeah, yep. a lot of, a lot so, of Yeah, it's kind of like they all kind of stuck together. And that was 1986. So that was the year before. And I believe that the person that uh, checks him into the hotel as well, that he gives the watch to and the yeah. $17, mm-hmm. he's been in some mobster movies. Martin or, Yeah, he's been in some things that I've seen before. I couldn't put my thumb on it, but yeah. I was like... Whoa. He's Jurassic. He him. gets it eaten in Jurassic Park. Does he? All yeah, right. Yeah, he's the one that like he he runs into the bathroom and then the okay. T-Rex eats him off okay. the toilet. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I've seen him play. Yeah, there's a lot of familiar pl- people in this movie. And then, of course, uh Kevin Bacon we talked about already. Mm-hmm. He shows up during the iconic uh race for the cab at the beginning. Uh of course, there's no clips to play with Kevin because he doesn't speak <laughs> in the movie. But uh shortly after that, we get this interaction, so we're going to play this as basically the first uh, real line you get from Neil Page uh, from Steve Martin uh, as he's dealing with that uh, guy who he's trying to buy a cab from. Sir, sir, excuse me. I know this is your cab, but I'm definitely so late I know I'm so many attorneys. I'm appeal to your good nature and ask you to let me have it. I don't have a good nature. Excuse me. Come on! Can I offer you $10 for it? <laughs> 20 I'll give you $20 for it. I'll take 50 Anyone who'd pay $50 for a cab certainly pay 75 What a dick. <laughs> Not necessarily. You start to think maybe he's going to be like, anyone who'd pay $50 for a cab must really need yeah. this cab, so I'll right. just go ahead and lay it. But no, of course, he's going to double down. That's because he's a lawyer. That's right. Son of a bitch. So... Um, That's yeah. the kickoff, though, for this terrible trip. Like, you know that it's, things are going to get bad. Well, because... it starts bad because the guy won't pick, make a damn decision on the pictures. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have anxiety when he's like hemming and hawing and looking at the pictures, and they're just, oh, I hate people that take long pauses when they speak. Yep. Like, if I have a teacher or something or someone that's talking to me, and I'm like straining to be like guessing what the next word's going to be because sure. there's so much, such a pause, it like. I seriously have anxiety about it. It played on a lot of my anxieties there, too, because <laughs> I am all about, like, time crunches and, like, all right, I hate having my time wasted and uh-huh. everything. And then, like, seeing the line there, waiting for all those cabs when he comes out of that meeting. <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm a person that if I go to Cedar Point, I'm buying the fast lane pass. Yeah. If oh, yeah. I'm going to Disney, I'm signing up for all the fast passes I want. There. I was like, where's the fast pass here for a cab? <laughs> yeah. 
Ugh. I need to call ahead. Well, man. that's the yep. the crazy part of this movie too is like because of the lack of technology that they had like nowadays compared to then. Because now you have Lyft and you Uber. know Uber and cell, cell phones, phones and, and yeah, that, wiring like, money and oh just, the amount of cash that the both these guys had in their oh, wallets I know. just astounds me. <laughs> I was like, I'm lucky if I have twenty in my I wallet. Know. Yeah. Yeah, he says he has seven hundred dollars. He had seven hundred dollars in his wallet, and, and he just two fifty. And he just gave the guy seventy five bucks. Yeah. So was he walking around with a grand all the time? Well, and then also a lot of the stuff. I mean, obviously, most of this movie wouldn't have happened with that technology. But like the thing that bothered me the most is his goddamn wife at home. <laughs> Waiting for that call every night. Like, bitch, you know he's on the road. He's clearly not having a great time. He's been like six days deep in this terrible, like, epic journey. And she's still waiting by the phone for this phone call every day. And be like, all right, give him some space. I love that you say six days and really it's two. It seemed like six days, though. I've been wearing the same underwear since Tuesday. I can vouch for that. I can. Um. Yeah, and so the idea of him having to take the time out of his day, go find a damn payphone or try mm-hmm. to find some active phone somewhere he can use to call his stupid wife. Maybe God. he wants to talk to her. Maybe. I just don't feel like he does. <laughs> she's mean every time. No. Or not mean. She's just kind of like... Disappointed. She's d- disappointed, but she's like, it's like he's never traveled before. She's like, you're in Wichita? What do you mean? Like, how is that... Completely yeah, offsides for her. Yeah. She's never. He's never been delayed his or rerouted. A bitch, dude. Because she's his wife's picking up the phone. And he's like, "It's dad delayed again." Yeah, yeah. Shut up, kid. One of these days, you're going to know the pressures that I have to go through on a day to day. And she, she's like, "Who is it? Who is it?" When mm-hmm. you're, I'm like, "Oh, I just want to smack you." <laughs> it's not for you. Flight delay. All right, let's uh, let's meet. Uh, this is where Neil uh, Neil Neil meets Dell. All right, in the airport. I know you, don't I? I love I'm this. usually very good with names, but I'll be damned if I haven't forgotten. I have one person in my life that this cat. reminds me of so badly. It's me, isn't it? No, I'm not <laughs> going to say it. In okay. my life. Mark knows this person, too, so last night when we were watching it, he was like, oh, my God. You stole You're the guy who tried to get my cab. I knew I knew you. Yeah. You scared the bejesus out of me. And this person says bejesus all the time. Nice. And like, he's trying to be nice and fix the problem. And it's the people who try too hard to fix yes. the problems. I'm sorry. This part I here. I had no idea that was your cab. Let me make it up to you somehow, huh, please? How about a nice hot dog and a beer? Mm. Uh, no, thanks. Just a hot dog, then. <laughs> I'm kind of picky about what I eat. Some coffee? No. Milk? No. Soda? No. Some tea? No. <laughs> Lifesavers? No. Slurpee? <laughs> Sir, please. Just let me know. I'm here. <laughs> Oh, and we we had a poll. I knew I knew you. I knew I knew you. <laughs> oh, so, so we ha- we had a poll where we asked everyone who they who they liked more. Which who was your favorite character? Yeah. Yep. Whether they liked Neil or Dell. So what would have what would be your answer to that, Dave? Honestly, I. Uh, you have to choose one or the other. I will choose one or the other here. <laughs> Given the I, option, honestly, yeah. I could see a lot of traits in me personally in all of them, mm-hmm. and. And having my time wasted and being easily annoyed and having like no patience for BS. <laughs> honestly, I understood completely where uh, 
Steve Martin's character yep. was coming. I actually from. feel like he he takes. I mean, he takes it for a long time. Like he, he yeah. deals but with that a lot first of shit. scene. It honestly rewatching this movie mm-hmm. as, a, as an adult as compared to when I was a kid. That first scene where he loses his crap in the hotel room uh-huh. that made me really uncomfortable. Uh-huh. But I do that kind of stuff sometimes if I get pushed too yeah. far. And I was like, whoa, am I like this and everything? Am I this <laughs> brutally mean to <laughs> people? <laughs> so I started like looking at myself. There. But also in a lot of situations, especially in the comedy world when I'm going to these open mics or I'm going to these shows and everything like that I can't be annoyed by people and everything and I have to be the fun lovable guy yeah. and everything because <laughs> I want people to come back and watch the show again sure. or something or I want them to buy a shirt or I want them to like That's... like me or follow me and everything I find myself being more like John Candy's yeah, character Dell is a constant pitch man he, yeah. he wants he needs approval and he mm-hmm. needs people to love him exactly not only because he's a salesman and yeah. he needs that for those continued sales but I just feel like that's his character right that's that's why he became a salesman. It's that's just his personality, I think. Right, and I, I I have to say I'll make the pick there. I will take Dell over over anything here because I mean, I I I, I just foresee I, I I like that character more. I don't mm-hmm. like uh, the uh, it. it in, in Steve Martin's character, Neil's character, at, at the end, he has this like reflection moment right. that, you know, I, I and I have those moments and everything of a reflection, but I feel more in comedy. I'm more like uh, Dell and everything where I'm trying to sell myself as, <laughs> yeah. as like a fun, loving guy and everything. But honestly, if you've seen my act, you know, I call bullshit on everything. <laughs> so. yeah. But yeah, I, I'm, I, I lean more towards Dell. Yeah. Gotcha. And, and that's where uh, the listeners yep. leaned as well. We, well we, it did. It was very close. It was tight. All day. Yeah, it would be like we'd get two more votes and it's still tied. We get two more votes, it's still tied. So yeah. it was neck and neck the whole time. Yeah, well, and then right toward the end, it did eke out for Dell. So mm-hmm. there's another vote from from Dave. So yeah, it's yeah. pretty solidly. What uh, did you vote, man? I voted Neil. I, I wondered was, just because to watch him mm-hmm. as a character to to view, like he's more fun for me to yeah. see him go through this process and to see how terrible it is for him. It's a more of a fun watch for me to to see him deal and how he deals with everything. And then of course he does eventually have that coming of, uh, like he, he grows the heart three mm-hmm. times bigger at the end. You know what I mean? He gets that Grinch moment there toward the end where he realizes that, um, Dell is not a terrible person. That's mm-hmm. just who he is. That's the type of person he is. And, and if he can learn to deal with that, he's actually, I assume or hope they eventually become good friends. That's what you want to see as they're walking down the street toward Neil's house together. Is that oh look at that? They've become lifelong friends, and and I feel like that's what Dell does to everyone. I feel like <laughs> he would he, be so he wears difficult. People yeah. down so far to eventually just become lifelong friends with everybody he's ever met, and that's why he continues mm-hmm. to sell shower curtains to everyone in in this story. There's yeah. not a person yeah. in this story that's not touched by. A shower curtain ring from, from <laughs> Del Griffith. Right. But. You talk about that. Uh, they're walking down the street carrying the trunk together. That trunk was totally empty. I was watching that. I was like, it's empty. Yeah. yeah it's not full. <laughs> just by, you can tell just by the yeah. acting. How the, that is no way John Candy's I saw how full that was earlier in the movie. And if there were not one person restrained, they're just walking there. Like there's, and I was like, there's nothing in it. <laughs> it's movie, movie magic. magic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. What do you, uh, what about you, Mandy? Uh, who do you lean toward more? I voted for Dell for yeah. sure, and it's funny because I voted. I think before I rewatched it, mm-hmm. and then um, I I think my vote still stays with Dell. Mm-hmm. But um, as a kid, I just thought that Steve Martin was just such a smarmy like jerk, and now that I'm watching it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like he just eats shit this whole movie. Yeah, Everything home, horrible man. happens, and, and then he has to deal with Dell and. 
I just don't think I could do it. it yeah. I would fail God's test on that one. I'm <laughs> pretty sure. And he's taken on that responsibility now. Like he's taken ownership of this idea that Dell like is relying on him now. Yes. And he can't just like leave Dell Del in the dust. He tries a couple of times, yeah. but he just can't seem to do well, it. And you can watch his face as he thinks about it. Like when the train, when mm-hmm. the train stops and Dell's dragging his trunk through the field or whatever. He, he And Steve Martin like sees him and then he looks down like, fuck. I gotta help this guy because I'm a good person, and so, so I think now that I rewatched it, I pro- I don't know. It's hard to say. So with comedy, you have to travel a lot, yes. right? Uh, would you rather travel by yourself or with Del Griffith? Do you think Del with Del? I would definitely sure? travel with Del. Honestly, I'd have no problem with that. Honestly, Del reminds me of a comic that I do travel with <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Well, a couple times a year. Uh, Alex Price out of Indiana. Oh, man. sure. Yeah. Dude, that's a six, seven big guy and fun, lovable. Honestly, I have a great time traveling with Dell or yeah. Alex. You know? so, yeah. Yeah. I, I, Alex is the type that wants people mm-hmm. to love him, too. Like he's a big pitch guy and he wants everybody to. Right. Pay- to come to the shows and be every, what everyone wants him to be. So yeah, I get that. Yeah, that makes sense. So, and I also travel with a uh, another guy that's nothing like Dell, but is just fun mm-hmm. to hang out with. He's he's a talker throughout the whole entire trip and has a good Louis Michael out of East Lansing. Yeah, he's yeah, been out, he, he was on for Tremors. Tr- our Tremors oh, episode. He is so much fun to ri- hit the road with. Honestly, yeah. people that are talkers and make the drive go where I'm not like nerve wracked. Yeah, I have I hate driving anyway. Okay. Honestly, if I ever hit it big when that Mega Millions first thing I'm doing is buying a driver yeah there you go. <laughs> honestly a fun loving kind of guy to like hit the road with and make the trip go faster sure. yeah i don't want to be with somebody that's going to just bitch and be negative yeah the whole how time. far have you traveled alone how far is the most the furthest you've gone by yourself oh i don't know man on the big trips i've always had somebody be able i know to right? i was trying to me. think of this because i was going to ask this question and i was like i think the farthest i've gone anywhere by myself was chicago yeah like from from michigan to chicago and that was it i went to korea <laughs> by yourself right? yeah like, yeah that's crazy yeah like, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I was very fortunate in January. I went out to Iowa, Keokuk, Iowa, and uh, my uh, wife and kid got to go with me. Yeah. That was awesome. And then the other very far trip was up to Marquette, and I, I hit the road with Alex for that one. So my longest trips, I've got I, three hours, four hours, maybe, yeah. something like that. This is the longest I've been by myself. And and that's not something that you no. prefer, right? I mean, like, it's it's always best to have a, oh, I, a road dog with oh, you when you're on the... I'd love yeah. to be brought along as somebody's feature or bring sure. somebody along as a feature, something like I that. I think yeah. that's pretty... T- I think that's pretty typical because comedians are always, like, saying, hey, who wants to co- go mm-hmm. with me? And so I think that even if people, they're like, I don't know if I really want to go, but I certainly don't want them to have to go by themselves. So, yeah, I'll, I'll hang out with you and hitch a ride or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll get some time. Sure. Right. I mean, it, it splits up every it makes the time go faster mm-hmm. it makes the cost go yeah. cheaper if you can you know if you you're not don't have the luxury of getting a hotel room provided at the gig you can split it between someone or, right you know it just makes everything go smoother so absolutely yeah i just i would dread a uh, like an eight hour trip by myself just driving along for i would and, so much rather be by myself than with dell yeah <laughs> there's no way that's what i was gonna so yeah the, the question is posed yeah would it be with dell or or with uh with neil or with nobody i guess and I just don't know anybody who would rather be with nobody, I think. The only thing about Dell is that he 
he was he played things smart like yeah. he knew like oh you gotta you know this isn't gonna work out so you have to get a hotel room right now yeah so yep. i guess in a way it wasn't his first rodeo yeah like he'd, he'd right. been there before yeah. if there was gonna be catastrophe i'd want him with me yeah a little more resourceful uh-huh. had the street smarts down yeah and real quick here by the way alex and i never shared a room together so i don't know <laughs> if he destroyed a bathroom like that i'm just saying that yeah. right now he's he's de- like dell in many other ways in his generosity and is just like overall nice character so we, and everything. He didn't we never up. got this scene from you guys uh, no i never no i <laughs> they're spooning this song brings it back immediately me too whenever i hear this i was singing it when i was watching yeah. it last night oh oh why did you kiss my ear <laughs> alex why are you holding my hand <laughs> where's your other hand between two pillows <laughs> Those aren't pillows. Ah! And then the, the horror music. <laughs> and then they're like, so did you see that Bears game? Yeah, they tried to good this year. the sports. Be good this year. <laughs> yeah. Hell of a game. Hell of a game. Uh, hell of a game. <laughs> I do have to say, though, if I was going to be uh, spooned and cuddled by any man in comedy, it would be Alan. Yeah. Or you, Matt. Yeah, they're right. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have some fluff there to make it work, right? Um, so the script originally was four and a half hours long. I want to see that movie. I want really? <laughs> yeah. to see the four and a half hour wow. version. Steve Martin actually is the one that was like, no, you, you know, you should have like this many pages. And yeah, yeah they had he, to cut a ton of stuff. He went to John Hughes and was like, all right, so we got the script. Which parts of this are you going to cut out so we can focus on the ones that we're going to leave in? Right. And he, uh, John Hughes looked at him like, none of it. Like, this is the script until they realized once they started shooting that it was a massive mm-hmm. undertaking and a four and a half hour long wow, ordeal. I didn't know this. And so they eventually started clipping stuff out and sure. uh, they had to trim it down. I think the first edit, they said they got it down to like three hours long uh-huh. and then and then clipped it down again, but which did leave a few leftover pieces that they could put back in. Most of the time when you uh, edit the movies for like television viewing. Right. So you have to cut out all the so, 18 fucks. Yeah, they'll cut out all of the, the bad parts. <laughs> there were three. There were three in the movie, right? No, there were 18 just in that one scene in the car rental. Three. Oh, in the original? Yeah. yeah. But no, in the final cut, we ended up with three. No, there are 18. Yeah, we'll play it in a second. Oh. All, all 18 fucks <laughs> in that one scene. Oh, fucking, in fact, the yeah. movie, uh, is the word fuck is never said throughout the rest of the movie, other than in that scene, as Carmental. far as I... Yeah, yeah. the coronal scene. Okay. They do swear often, or not often, they do swear a few times throughout, but this movie would not have gotten... Uh, the R rating were it not for the car rental scene. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, it's like they saved them all just for that scene. So because of that, when they have to cut parts out of this movie, normally it'll make the movie shorter and they'll have to figure out, they just run at a shorter time, you know, okay. uh, runtime. But with this, they had so much stuff that they cut out and left over. They were able to add stuff back in that wasn't in the theatrical release when it got played on television. So I don't know if you ever watched the movie when it was on TV, but there's a scene when they're in the airplane at the beginning and um, it's a man, right, that flops his hair over the seat. And yes, the brownie. Yeah, they're getting their meal on the airplane, and okay. a long-haired dude flips his hair up over the seat, and it goes all over Neil's uh, meal that he's ordered for the plane. <laughs> and, uh, of course, ruins, like, he won't touch any of it. Right. He's too good to deal with any of that mo- uh, nonsense. And Dell uh, reaches over, parts the hair, and gets, <laughs> there's a brownie on the plate, and he takes the brownie, and he's, he's like, well, if you're not going to eat it. Or yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> I have not seen that. Yeah, so it's a it's a fun, and I think it's on, um, the, I have the Blu-ray, okay. like, director's cut nonsense version or whatever. 
Um, but it's on there. So I recommend uh, catching that if you can. It's a fun scene. To, so. It was very hard for me to get a hold of this movie. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I immediately put a message out yep. and I was I was shocked at the responses that I got so <laughs> yeah, I you like crowdsourced yeah, this movie <laughs> exactly I got the movie I got an old DVD plopped down the couch enjoyed it so yeah yeah because uh, this movie had been streaming up uh-huh. until about a week ago yeah okay because just before we had Scott in to do this the first time through it just disappeared well it okay. was on demand but it was it was being shown the night that we tried to do this. Yeah. So you well, could, they pulled it off. Like, I think it was on Hulu or Netflix though. Streaming. Yeah. Everybody was telling so, me Netflix yeah. and I have Netflix yeah. and I went to Netflix and it was not there, but there was a bunch of other movies that it recommended. And right. I can't yeah. wait to go watch some of those. <laughs> yeah, right. so. Pull out some uncle Buck well, yeah. or whatever. Speaking of, of other movies, um, <laughs> she's having a baby is playing in the background when, um, when the wife is asleep with the TV on and you hear, the, you hear Kevin Bacon yeah. on the TV. Just shortly after the scene Two with Kevin cameos, Bacon. Huh? Yeah, right? Yeah, but that actually didn't, that movie didn't come out. And so it hadn't been out yet when she's screaming, I have to burn the sheets yeah. because that slutty woman comes over. <laughs> so she's having a baby. Yeah, it wasn't released yet when this movie got released. So we, it's like you got a little preview snippet uh-huh. of a movie cool. that you didn't even know existed. A little, and, yep. Yeah, so. Uh, so that was fun. That's uh, another one of the old cameos that shows up. Um, yeah. Uh, John Hughes, actually, this is like he had a really bad um, travel experience going from New York to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And that's when he started writing this. He got the first 60 pages done in six hours and he wrote the whole thing in three days, which is why I'm guessing it was four and a half hours long. Because yeah, he was so inspired by like out. the shit that he had to deal with. Absolutely. He probably sat next to someone that took their shoes off on the plane and... Oh, my dogs are barking. Oh, God. Oh, so bad. Mark, when we were watching, he's like, oh, no. And th- when he and then when he took his sock off, he's like, oh, God. <laughs> so do you ever, uh, so that time on the road that you have when you're traveling mm-hmm. for comedy and stuff, do you ever write while you're on the road? Or is it just mainly, I got to get there, get settled in, and get ready for the show? I don't write when I'm on the road and everything like that. Uh, I uh, If somebody's with me, I'll have them write down the idea that I have for me. I won't pull over. I want to get to where I'm sure. at. But a lot of times if I'm in the hotel or if I'm uh, stopped to get something to eat or something mm-hmm. and I have an idea, I have to start writing the premise of it. Or on the road, if I'm by myself, I have to keep saying it over and over in my head mm-hmm. unless I have my uh, voice recorder there. And sure. then I'll just talk into the mic or I'll turn it on on my phone and record the idea until I get there and can write it down. But yeah, I do quite a bit of writing, but never too much unless I'm a passenger. Sure. Then I could write it and yeah. everything like that. But yeah, I, I get a lot of ideas out there on the road. I was going to say, do you ever get to uh, use the experiences you've had out I on do. the road to turn it into I jokes? Do. Then, yeah. Uh, one of our uh, comic friends, John Hauser, is actually out in uh, Keough, Cook, Iowa right now. And uh, I told you I went there in January and I got yeah. a lot of jokes from uh, just uh, <laughs> my a couple days over in Keough, Cook. Sure. Just off the top of my head of uh, some, uh, not recent writing, almost a year ago now, but I... It, I got a lot of inspiration in Keokuk, Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> you have to when you go out to those desolate places yes. that are just like, what is around here to do? And mm-hmm. then there's stuff. You just got to dig a little bit and experience the town. And <laughs> Absolutely. They, they would always, like, as as I started out doing stand-up, like, I realized that not I wouldn't write anything new unless I went out and experienced things. Mm-hmm. Right. Never, like, anything you had to write about that you already felt or already had in you. Right is out within the first year. Like you, mm-hmm. you write it all down and it goes out on stage and it's gone. And then you start thinking like, Oh God, now, now what, what do I do to write more things? You just mm-hmm. got to get out of there and do stuff, <laughs> challenge yourself, do things you wouldn't normally do. Right. Put yourself in strange situations. Cause most of it's just observational humor anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, like what if I went and did this dumb thing and then write about 
you know right. that. So. I think it's hard because, like, you know, we all have jobs. I mean, mm-hmm. a majority, you know, and we have like professional jobs. So stuff happens at work, and I'm like, oh, I so want to talk about this, sure, but yep. I can't. Yeah, because I, you know, I can't like give that like information out on that person or whatever. Right. Yeah. And for me, it's not so much that I can't; it's more that I don't want to. For me, like I, I want to keep those two worlds separate. Right. Like, I don't want them to spill together to be dependent on one another. And like, yeah, I just see. I don't do politics, and I don't do religion. And I don't tend to read the news because the news is too depressing and, <laughs> and, and, and not funny to me that I draw off of all my life experiences. Mm-hmm. I draw off the people that I'm around. I draw off the shows that I go to. I draw off the stuff I see on television all the time because sure. that, that's what I choose to joke and, and write about. So yeah. I have to write about the experiences and, and it's they're not, all around you. It's not polarizing. It's not, it's not unrelatable. I think that's the stuff that people will more, mm-hmm. more likely to relate to and, you're not going to lose half your audience yeah, the exactly. moment you start. Right there. Politics yeah. and religion is going to divide the crowd right there. And that's not something I want to do. Right. So, yeah, I want to draw off the funny that I see in the world all around me. Right. Constant, yeah. Yeah. That constant approval is tough to get when you're you're uh, shitting on the beliefs of half your <laughs> right, audience exactly. right off the bat. I so. don't know. I, if you support Trump, I just really think that I want to shit on your beliefs. <laughs> And I totally get that. I do. Like, but I don't want that one guy all in his camo and everything making the show about him now, you know? Yeah. yeah. He's going to take yeah. him taking the stage back. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, I don't so know. Don't like, don't I'm, I'm kind of just like, go kill yourself. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Please don't go kill yourself. Yeah, call somebody. <laughs> There's help out there for now until that gets taken away. And then there, then we'll see where we're at. But all right, let's get on that awesome uh, positive Soup. note. Let's, let's get another quote or a clip from the movie here. Uh, you were talking about the, the fight in the hotel room that oh, yeah. uh, you see yourself oh, in that. Yeah. Let's uh, hit that for a second here. Boy, you're an ungrateful jackass. Well, go ahead. Sleep in a lobby. It's heart I really. Yeah. It is. I'm so stiff you can't even move. You're no saint. You got a free cab. You got a free room. Someone who'll listen to your boring stories. I mean, didn't you, didn't you notice on the plane when you started talking, eventually I started reading the vomit bag? <laughs> Didn't it's just not reading those social like, cues. Hey, maybe this guy's yeah. not enjoying it. You know, everything is not an anecdote. You have to discriminate. You choose things that are that are funny or or mildly amusing or interesting. You want you're so a miracle. Much. <laughs> I love that. None you want that. to break and, and do this to so, like I've had so many situations I mean, where I wanted to explain to somebody that they you. are. Oh, so doing all of these things, but you yeah. just can't. Like, it's just not possible. But he does it. He breaks the rules, and he tells him how it is. It was so uncomfortable when I was watching this. Well, it's because you can see John Candy's expression. And then right here toward the end, we get Dell's response from this, and the music cue that follows mm-hmm. Dell's response, it makes it even that much yes. better. Yeah, so 80s. I'm an easy target. Yeah, you're right. I talk too much. I also that music gives me chills. It's the same music that's on the train, I think. You think what you want about me. I'm not changing. I like I like me. He can't My even say it. Me. I like My customers I like me. Like me. Cuz I'm the real article. What you see is what you get. <laughs> it's so good. Like I was looking over at my husband watching it, you know, mm-hmm. and you could just tell that it was like it was bothering him too to yeah. like see how it hurt his feelings were and stuff. Yeah. This is the type of movie that it, it's fun to experience it with somebody yes. who's never seen it. When it you was. know what's going to happen and you know kind of where the, mm-hmm. the journey leads, 
to watch somebody else sort of experiencing it for the first time is a fun watch too. Yeah, right. So. Yeah, it was it was fun. The scene made its point. Honestly, I think it was supposed to make you feel uncomfortable and yeah. everything, and yeah. try to do that mood swing when they do the music cue and everything. And he does like me. I like me. You don't have to like me. I'm not changing. I'm yeah. going back to bed. You want to join me? Join me. If you want to sleep in the lobby on the couch, sleep the lobby on the couch. It's not going to bother me. Right. I just feel I have like your club card or your diner's, <laughs> diner's club card. <laughs> I just feel like the like Dell is so he's a nice person, but my God, he's so selfish, like self-absorbed. Yeah. Because who would use all of the towels in the bathroom? Who would spill beer? On the other person's side of the bed, I you know? I think it's just ignorance of social cues. Yes, is the social answer, It's yes. just like he doesn't know he's being a weird and bad person. That's just how he is. But I think what this scene does for me is it like, as Neil starts talking, you're like, yes, yes, mm-hmm. he needed to say that. He needed to hear this. I'm so on board with Neil. And then all of a sudden all you a start s- realizing, yeah. oh man, like that's a terrible and way to be going. And then Dell starts talking and you're like, Oh yeah. Listen to Dell. <laughs> Dell knows what's up, man. You just, he's just trying to live his life, man. And he's the great. So it, yeah. it inside your own head, you're like, Oh my God, there's two, there's these two parts of a person yes. and like, you don't know who to side with. Yeah. Which it's funny because when they finally start getting along, I'm jumping ahead a little bit when, um, they're in the, when they're drinking the little mini drinks mm-hmm. and you know, where you want to go now in Jamaica, <laughs> Jamaica you know, yeah. like, you can tell like Dell has calmed down mm-hmm. and Neil has loosened up. I don't think. Yeah. He's just not trying to impress him as much yes. anymore. Like, so I feel like the two, like they kind of meet in the middle at yeah. that point mm, when they're singing. But them. have you ever been pushed so far to a point mm-hmm. though too, where that's how you do react though? Yeah. Like, especially I I've done it before. I know I've done it before. trying to go to bed at night. I'm having a hard time sleeping. My wife's next to me. She's, moving a little more Uh than normal or something or I'm just about to fall asleep and like the cat makes a sound or something and I just like throw the blankets off and I lose my shit and that happened to me I was pregnant and it was hard to sleep anyways I was so fucking uncomfortable my god Mm -hmm. I was huge (laughs) and my and I am a super light sleeper and my my husband loves to eat um, ice cream but he has to get every last fucking bit off of the bottom of the bowl. And all I hear is ting, 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 ting. Oh, no. And I was in the, the bedroom was upstairs and he was downstairs. And finally I just screamed as loud as I could. The fucking ice cream is gone. It gets hard down there at the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Got to get it on me. But, and so now like, and then after we had our baby, he knows now that he has to eat ice cream with a plastic spoon (laughs) because I like, even now, like if it's middle of the day, I'm like, I can't, stand it because it's just like ding, 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 sure ding. oh it's the worst so the, the other night uh the other day i realized that in my house we hadn't replaced our smoke detector batteries in a minute uh-huh so i asked my wife Lindsay to go to the store and get some nine volt batteries and i would like to replace them so she brought them home and i realized i hadn't done it and it was like 10 30 at night so i'm like <laughs> now's a good time to replace the smoke detector batteries upstairs so i went through and i opened them both up and i put the batteries in <laughs> and i didn't realize this because i don't know how smoke detectors work but when you take a battery out and put a new battery in, it doesn't understand what you've done to it. Right. So it thinks there's a problem. So every like 90 seconds, it, it be- will beep. Right? Oh, my and, God. That's but my that was enough nightmare. time for me to like put them in, shut them off, like shut them down, get them all ready to go, get back into bed, lay down and then boop. And I'm like, fuck, I just changed the battery. Like, who's, which one of them is doing this? Right. So I go back over and I take the lid off and I take the one out. And uh, check it or whatever. And I'm like, well, it's not this. Well, this is brand new. I put it in the right way. I shut it off and go a bit. And I go 
back to bed and the other one in the other room beeps and i'm like mother i don't know <laughs> but at this point i'm like it's now like 11 o'clock i'm like i gotta go to work in the morning i can't i don't have time for this right so i'm like fuck it so i go and i take the batteries out yep. of both of them right and i just put them on the table and i go back and i lay down in bed and it fucking beeps again they're they're wired into my house uh-huh so that if the batteries go dead it will still work until and i had no idea right yeah. so i'm like it's they're like i'm like you're hearing this right like i'm not fucking insane <laughs> what like there's no power to them they're broke like something's wrong so i don't have to go back and now i'm on my phone it's midnight and i'm googling how the fuck smoke detectors work <laughs> in the house and they're like oh well you have to uh, put a battery in hold the reset button for 30 seconds i'm like it's fucking midnight my kids asleep my wife's trying to go to bed i can't just have this goddamn thing running off for a half you know and i'm like i don't know what to do like i can't handle my life right now and i was just freaking out everybody my wife was like oh it's gonna be i'm like shut up i gotta i can't I got to fix this right now. There's nothing in my life more important than this happening right at this. Yeah, so, that's the like yeah. in those moments, you just know that the other the other person just needs to shut up. Yeah. Don't even like, try I, to help. I, at I this fucking point. hope it burns down. That's it. At this point, I'm done. I don't want any of this to exist. I need to go to bed. And yeah. So after I got to Google how home ownership works. Like a fucking idiot, and then yeah. Uh, so I, get I wired it. all of mine. Yeah. You're reminding me of something I have to go take care. of. <laughs> and it's gonna bother you now. Your anxiety yeah. is gonna be like through the roof. No, hopefully my wife's not gonna listen. And yeah, I was like, like now it's on. Today, <laughs> now it's on record for both We're not of us. Our Thanksgiving till Sunday, so you can do this tomorrow. <laughs> I um. So I, I I thought it was interesting. They said that John Candy, um, when he, at his hotel, he brought a bunch of workout equipment. Like they like he, it was I don't know. He must have been on a health kick or something. So it was specifically for this filming, he had them bring in tons of workout equipment. And Steve Martin <laughs> said that he never touched it once. <laughs> like Steve, like Steve Martin, like totally called him out on it. And I just thought that was hilarious. That like, was funny. Yeah. Oh, I want to have this, this, and this. Which is now hotels have workout rooms. Sure. So. Yeah. So he was ahead of the curve there. Yeah. All right. Let's meet. Uh, let's meet Gus's son. Yes. Who is to pick them up and take them to Dylan the train. Baker. This is like he by far oh. is one of. It's the best part. Yeah. I think. It's so good. He does an amazing job. He's only on screen for like three minutes, and this whole scene is exactly the type of person you would think you would meet in Wichita or, or in Kansas <laughs> trying to get you to a train. I've like, spent time in Kansas. Yeah. So, and so yeah. you've met this guy, huh? I'm to drive you to Wichita to catch a train. Yeah, we'd appreciate it. I love it. it when he spits, wipes train his mouth, and then shakes Neil's hand. I've said I'm Listen, to take you to Wichita to catch a train cattle. just several times in my normal life for no reason. Just pull up next to somebody who, who you're trying to pick up in your car and be like, Stubville. I'm going to take you to, yeah, Stubville. That'll be fine. That'll be great. Just fine. So good. In the sniffing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so unnecessary. Get your behind out here and put that trunk up in the back. I feel so oh, bad. Oh, no, no. The word, we've got it. It's very heavy. <laughs> she don't mind. <laughs> she's short and skinny, but she's, she's strong. strong. <laughs> Her first baby, come out sideways. She didn't scream or nothing. Oh, I love it. So awesome. <laughs> it's so hard for me. I know we're not supposed to like talk at the quotes, but this movie in particular <laughs> is so hard for me not to speak. It's such an unnecessary part of the story, but it's such a vital part of the experience of watching. Like 
they didn't need that to happen, but it's so much better yes. that they did. And it's like, so the scene at the beginning when he meets Dell and realizes he's the guy who stole his cab. Yes. They shoot that in the airport, that meeting, right? And so you would think in a normal traditional sense, he would see him, they would do a flashback and he would notice that it's Dell, right? Mm-hmm. He'd realize, Inside oh, that was Dell cab. in the cab, right? Well, in this movie, they didn't do a flashback. They left him sitting on the chair in the airport. And instead of re- instead of doing a flash, they reshot that scene with him in the airport. They just took a damn cab door <laughs> and they held it in front of John Candy and shot oh, the through the cab door. And he looks up at the camera with that dumb hat yeah. on. And uh-huh. he's like, that's how I know you. And I love that because they, they could have very easily in the edit just gone uh-huh. back, taken another shot yep. from back then and been like, oh, here's the flashback. Right. But instead, they left everything as is, but moved that fucking cab door and no, changed well, his wardrobe. Well, and changed his clothes, yeah. yeah. Right. And he's like, that's it. That's how I know you. Oh, and then so it switches great. right back to normal. And yeah. I love it. But that's another part of that. It didn't wasn't necessary. It wouldn't have changed my thoughts on the film. But now knowing that they took the time to make it that way. Speaking of unnecessary things, the beginning when he's looking at the pictures yeah. and wasting his time and he looks at his ticket and then it highlights the time yeah. after they already showed his watch. Like, dude, I could pick up that on my own. You right. didn't need to like well, highlight they, the they, time. Some for people me. aren't as attuned to, to things I think is it. I know there was a lot of coke use in the yeah, right. and everything, but they're like, wait, this whole ticket, what am I looking at? What am I focusing well, on? Oh, there's so many numbers and letters on there. It's funny that you say that because Mark my husband was like Wait, it's only a forty-five minute flight, yeah. and I'm like, no, there's a time change because they're going, they go back in time. I didn't get it either. I didn't yeah. either. Now I thought he was on a plane yeah, for yeah. forty-five minutes. I was like, whoa, is he taking a car cord? <laughs> <laughs> to me, I was telling, I like, that's the first time I ever realized that there were people who like consistently, as a kid when I was watching this movie, I'm like, he works in New York, but he lives in Chicago. Like none yeah. of that. May- I was like, right. whoa, 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 you know. And then I was like, oh, he flies constantly. Yeah. Like he's on mm-hmm. the road all the time and this is like a normal occurrence for him i'm sure that was like their home office is in new york sure. and he works out in chicago but it's constantly moving back and forth but yep. i love yeah. yeah i love gus's son i love the <laughs> um the, i love the that they're riding in the back of the car yeah like or the back of the truck and it's freezing and he tries to get the glove and then all out of nowhere just, this fucking dog just, nip, nip. <laughs> just yeah. nips and then he's like what do you think the temperature is one, One. <laughs> <laughs> just give him the fucking gloves, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so what uh, of the methods of travel discussed in the movie? Do you have a uh, least favorite one? Would you prefer to go via planes, oh, trains, automobiles? I bus? have to take Advan to get on a plane because I'm scared of heights. Unless okay. it's a roller coaster. Uh, I'm right there with you. I, it, unless it's pristine conditions outside, I hate driving. I hate like snow and ice and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> sure. So for a comic, I, <laughs> have fun with that one. And planes, or I'm sorry, trains. Uh, when I worked in radio, actually the radio station, uh, I was going to Chicago to visit my sister one time, and uh, the station uh, gave me a stipend, and we played a game. Uh, let's see how drunk Dave could get throughout the morning show because I left. I was on a morning show, and our show went from six to ten, and the train left at. Uh, six okay and i was supposed to be there by the end of the show and everything so i went to the alcohol card and they <laughs> they wanted to see how drunk i could get by the time i got to chicago yeah. and everything so honestly i had a great time on the train so. that's the way to do it so yeah. with, with free alcohol and somebody else driving you're good to go i'm great yeah. to go. so yeah train ground, all the worries are on somebody else the engineer ground ground level travel yeah. you know we don't need any of that air, yep, air we don't nonsense. need to go up yep. 
super high for no reason. Because honestly, I know, like, I ask all the time, like, how does that work? And some science guy will always be like, well, the propulsion of the wind. And the Lift. I don't, I don't get it. All right. That's something extremely heavy just going through the sky, pushing off of nothing to me. But hey, yeah. I don't know. I've never, I mean, I've only traveled in like chartered buses before. Like, we mm-hmm. would go on school trips and yeah. we took several trips to Canada, but it was all just high school students. Like, yeah. we'd. We'd still have to cross the border and we'd have to stop at the checkpoints mm-hmm. and have them come on the bus and check everyone's documents. But I was like, that's the most like hassle part of the whole trip. So I've never had a bad experience on uh, a bus. I've traveled via um, Amtrak to Chicago a couple of times, and yeah. that's always been a great experience mm-hmm. for me. Um, yeah. And I, I honestly like this is a shock for everyone, but I'm a 35 year old man and I've never been on a plane before okay. and, and I have no ambitions to do so. Like I, I don't ever see myself willingly get onto a plane at this point. They're scary. Yeah. They're super quick. I've never had any delays or problems with plane travel other than how high you freaking yep. go up there. <laughs> uh, but honestly, yeah, if I had to travel anywhere, I mean, I guess I'd just myself in the car and everything. So yeah. I agree. Like the time saving part of it is I hate waiting, mm-hmm. but I also I've had a really horrible flight like on one of the little puddle jumpers from Chicago to Kalamazoo. And like we were dropping, it felt like hundreds of feet oh, at a time. That is not for me. And the the plane was so rickety that my tray table was duct taped to the <laughs> front because it wasn't, it didn't lock. And so I, I didn't get a tray, which it was a, a short flight. So I wasn't going to get any food or it's anything. It's like a scene out of Final Destination. <laughs> it was terrifying. And there were a lot of people getting sick because of how we were dropping. And I get motion sickness. But yeah, it was, oh God, it was awful. You ever had any issues renting a car? I've never had any issues. I have a friend in town that works at Enterprise, and she hooks it all up for me. So, so if, when we went up to Marquette, it was easy and everything. So yeah. you don't, so you don't get this scene then. Welcome to Marathon. May I help you? Yes. How may I help? <laughs> Start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. Then you can give me a fucking automobile, a fucking Datsun, a fucking Toyota, a fucking Mustang, a fucking Buick, four fucking wheels and a seat. I really don't care for the way you're speaking to me. And I really don't care for the way your company left me in the middle of fucking nowhere with fucking keys to a fucking car that isn't fucking there. And I really didn't care to fucking walk down a fucking highway <laughs> and across a fucking runway to get back here to have you smile at my fucking face. I want I love a it. fucking car right fucking now. You counted 18. I did, but then she's got one, yeah, too. I see yeah. your rental agreement. I threw it away. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, what? You're yeah. <laughs> oh, and then the music. That yeah. is the best. You're messing with the wrong guy. Yeah. yeah. Although I do think um like that would never happen nowadays. Everything can be pulled up on computers. Like yeah. you threw away your oh okay, hold on just a second, we'll pull it up. Sure. Well, like, how'd you pay with a credit card? Yeah, yeah, let's check that. Whatever. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I don't think I don't see that happening. I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch the version that was given to me because I swear there were only three in there oh, when I watched this. No. I think someone gave me an edited version. <laughs> Who would have an edited version of this? Yeah, it's so much better. That, with that. is yeah. hilarious. And I love that uh, Mrs. Poole rounds it out there at the end with the, the extra fuck. So <laughs> so this uh, the budget oh, for this movie, uh, $30 million. Yes. 
and uh, it it has grossed. Which I don't get. I mean, I no. I mean, I guess there's a lot of Big rounding names. up. Well, just the names in general. But then there's there is travel, so they've got to rent like trains, buses. I know they like were that. having problems because there wasn't snow, so they had mm. to. They ended up probably with delays. You know, they had to rent stuff. Um, um, actually, Stu mentioned on we posted that we were doing this movie, uh-huh. and he said part of this movie was shot in Buffalo, New yeah. York. It's yes. and because they were chasing snow. the snow. Yeah. Yes. And it's supposed to be Wichita, which it's it's not. It's sure. it's New York, yeah. yeah. Yep. And um but it grossed. Usually we we ask the guest, do mm-hmm. you Okay, so it was a 30 million dollar budget. How much do you think that the movie made? More than I I think they made more. I I don't know. So you didn't think it was a flop? I'll I'll no, I don't think it was a flop at all because I remember how big this was, (laughs) and I remember when it came out on on VHS, it was hard to get. My sister loved this movie. (laughs) The neighbors, our neighbors, the Keyses, are huge Steve Martin fans. Mm. My parents, on the flip side, were not. They were more of a Chevy Chase fan, like the Caddyshack crowd, and all those kinds of people. Which that was fine, but I, I would probably say it doubled up. Okay, yeah, that's actually true. Or, or well, it made fifty million, okay. so it's not close. sixty. Yeah. But yeah, it was pretty close. Okay, so, so not a flop necessarily, but I feel mm-hmm. like they probably thought it was going to pull in some more money than that. I, I, I feel like though that's kind of a trend for all of the movies that we do. I just feel like, like I feel like they if they don't double their budget for some reason, it's a it it's not successful. Sure, yeah, they, they I think that's just the studio pushing them. Yeah. For that. Like, they want to make enough money back to call it a win. So, did this movie remind you of any other movies growing or uh, that came around later? Because I was watching this movie and it paralleled certain parts of it. Paralleled one of my favorite movies of all time, and that's Tommy Boy. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's got the the buddy road trip. Oh, it's got stuff. the buddy yeah. road trip. The smart guy, the big, the big guy, guy, the skinny guy, uh-huh. buddy comic. When the car got destroyed and everything, yeah. all I could think of is a deer, the deer. just destroying a car. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is true. A lot that of parallels is. with that. And we we covered that with uh, Jared Hibbs. We've already hit that movie. Okay. So, uh, that was a good time for, for oh, me. Oh, yeah. A huge, uh, that was a huge movie from my childhood. And I mean, this is as well. It's fun for me to see a big guy like yeah, John Candy exactly. doing well, getting successful uh, in Hollywood and, and being uh, like a fan favorite. Like people mm-hmm. love John yeah, Candy. And John Hughes loved him. Yeah. He did a bunch of movies with him. And yeah, uh, yeah he was amazing. I've always been a bit fan of like the, the big comic, the boisterous mm-hmm. comic, the one that would uh-huh. do anything for the laugh. And yeah, John Candy was one of those guys. He was just fun. I, I love the scene where Steve Martin's sleeping and he's driving there and he's playing. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's right here. <laughs> uh, you can talk about the pit. You know? You don't hear this song a lot in real life, like just in your everyday life, but every time I do, it brings me right back to this movie. And I enjoyed this movie so much that I looked up this song. I found it on (laughs) iTunes, Uh downloaded it, and I used to run uh, weekly trivia, Mm -hmm. and I do, when I produce shows, I put the music out ahead, like so when people are Mm -hmm. seating, so I just pick all the music myself, Uh, and that is always in rotation whenever I do my comedy show up here at the Waldorf. and people have recognized it as well. I've uh-huh. got people from the audience will come up to me and be like, oh, my God, that's from uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I love that scene. Yeah, yeah. I love this movie. And yeah, it's a He's great song. He's just playing the piano on his dashboard. On the dashboard. The I do it all the time. Oh, yeah. the, the fake uh, saxophone with the thumb in the uh-huh. mouth thing. I love it. It's the greatest of all I time. always do this thing when I'm rolling around with my daughter where I do this. I'm, I'm the best car dancer there is, man. <laughs> I do that thing. But after I had watched this and I picked her up from school and I was taking her to swim practice on Friday, uh, one of the songs came on and they had a piano part in there and I started playing my, <laughs> my dashboard like it was the piano and everything she's like what are you doing dad i was like it's classic all right (laughs) that's right before they start going the wrong way on the highway (laughs) 
Um, uh, just I want to hit this because it's kind of out of order. We've already passed over it, but I love this scene. Um, there's always the scene when people are like, all right, now you pick a song or whatever. Like, oh, yeah. And Steve Martin pipes up and he's like, oh, I've got one. Everybody yeah. heard that. And then this is what we get for that. Three coins in a fountain. So horrible. Each one seeking happiness. You know this? Seeking you know this? You know this? Come on. <laughs> Nobody. Five, just three, dead eyes in the audience. They all just whip around and stare. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is the best. And of course, it Del just shows it. like how not classy that Dell is, and how stuck up Neil is. Yeah, it's and like, how much better that uh, that uh, applies to the crowd. Like everybody loves the other guy. So as a comedian, you always want to try to write like really well crafted, smart, and and good comedy that you you you're proud of, right? And you go and you try real hard and you write and craft these jokes and you're like, there's wordplay and there's, you know, double meanings and you've got callbacks and every like this is so well crafted. And then like someone else will go up and be like, uh, so yesterday I made this weird fart noise <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, my God, I love that so much. And you're like, God damn it. Why yes. do I try so hard when someone's like, oh, fart noises, everyone? Yeah. Yep. So you get discouraged. But I feel like that's how Neil was. Just yeah, that. Well, he was like, God damn it, guys. This is a great song. I think it depends because highbrow comedy isn't like I don't want to have to think. Yeah. So stop making me try to think. <laughs> Yeah. Like it's the same reason why I watch TV shows that are made for like 12 and 13 year old girls because I don't want to think. I want to just see some vampires, maybe high school, you know, whatever. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to have to like try to decipher your joke. Right. And that's why you don't like the the play Rent, right? That was another. You just didn't want to you didn't want to feel that way. You don't um, want things to make you feel. You want things to make you laugh. Right? I I don't mind feeling <laughs> as long as I don't feel like I want to commit suicide. Sure. Yeah. It was like the most depressing thing ever. I was so pissed. <laughs> I'd, I had like dressed it's, up for listen, the occasion. It's not for everybody. All right. That's why there's more no. than one ticket sold. We if got- you haven't seen Rent, don't. <laughs> oh, God. It's just everyone dies. Like every, everyone has AIDS and they're all poor and they can't make their rent. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I was going to say, I think <laughs> I, I brought up the wrong the wrong movie. It's just slash hor- play horrible. Would you guys like being on a long bus trip where the, everybody was singing though? Because I would no. be thoroughly annoyed. By oh, it. my Dude, God. I'm no. in it, man. See, I would love at it. At least Neil was trying here <laughs> yeah. and everything. I would have been like, who will shut the fuck up yeah. now, dude? So speaking of long trips with a bus full of people, that's when I would go to those trips in Canada on the school uh, trips. It was with the theater program. Mm-hmm. So it was all the theater kids. Well, yeah. And so we're all, people you all know. of our buds. Yeah, yeah. We're all singing show tunes in the sure. back of the bus. It was the greatest day of our lives. But if anyone had pulled up with three coins in a fountain, everyone would have been like, shut the fuck up, Neil. <laughs> you should have done yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I, I get it. It's got its appeal. Everything's not for everyone, Mandy. It'll be all right. <laughs> <You'll-> <laughs> You'll find something you like. Which is so funny because you know me. I like almost everything. Yes. Like everything's my favorite. I love it. (laughs) Everything. You know, I can be entertained by anything. And you're always like, this is such a piece of shit. And then Rent and and Jerry. Like, you know, we have like just polar opposite opinions on some stuff. Yeah. Lost Boys. Yeah. That's a fun episode. You should listen to that one. (laughs) No, you shouldn't. I just get drunk and tell Matt how much I hate him. Yeah, you do. God, that's a terrible movie. (laughs) I threaten bodily harm multiple times. But uh, do you have you ever seen The uh-huh. Lost Boys? Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> I'm need well, you, to you and everyone else. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's one of those movies I haven't seen in a bit again. Uh-huh. But when I was a kid, I was like, "Yeah, I saw Lost and Boys." And see, for me, yes. I never watched it originally. I never sure. watched it as a kid, so I never got that like nostalgic kick by it. Mm-hmm. And I think I just can't look past its hokiness right now. I'm trying. I'm waiting uh, for the family video by uh, my house and everything to get Stand by Me, and because I want my kid to oh, see. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did like, Stand by Me with Bob Frederick. That's actually one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, yeah. 
Bob's a Bob's be, like I said, uh, Bob's become kind of a trope on the show. <laughs> okay. yeah, we yeah. tend to mention him often. <laughs> and uh, we had uh, Ricarlo on and he oh, yeah. uh, coined himself as the black Bob Fredericks. So was, because he was eating the cookies. Yeah. Just full on was, eating well, cookies during the podcast right into the mic. Well, that's the <laughs> during right the home. Lost Boys one, Matt and I are fighting and Bob all of a sudden chimes and he's like, so good. And then you, we look over and I thought he was talking about the movie and he's not. He's looking right at his cookie. He's just talking about the cookies. <laughs> All right, so this is where it's uh, is it Michael Sheen she Sheehan what, uh, the guy who the cop that pulls him over? Oh, McKean. McKean, that's the one. Yeah, here we go. Top of the morning, officer. Hi. Is there something I can help you with? What the hell are you driving? <laughs> we had a small fire last night, but we a caught it. A small fire. <laughs> you have any idea how fast you were going? He, I always think well, of cone heads enough, when I, I think of him. Yeah. About that. Our speedometers melted, and as a result, it's very hard to say with any degree of accuracy. Exactly uh, how fast you we would were know going better than we. I love it. Miles an hour, which is nothing. You yeah. wouldn't even get pulled over for going seventy-eight right. now. Well, well we don't yeah, know. Maybe they were on a sure, like a fifty-five. Yeah, yeah uh, you would know better than us. Uh, <laughs> we got a melted speedometer. Do you feel this vehicle is safe for highway travel? Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I really do. I, I believe that. I know it's not pretty to look at, but it'll get you where you want to go. Now you got no outside mirror. <laughs> no, we lost that. We you lost. No functioning gauges. No, not a one. However, the radio still works. Funny <laughs> as that may seem, with all this mess, that the radio is the only thing that's really working good, and it's as clear as a bell. It's Don't funny ask me how. That they said that, and they weren't even using the radio when they were singing <laughs> yeah. by themselves. They were just driving along. What did they sing? Um, Blue Moon of Kentucky. Yeah. Blue Moon of Kentucky. Keep on shining. Yeah. Yeah. They don't even care about the radio. They don't. That's when they are finally starting to like bond and have their their time together. I just think it was rock bottom for both. Like it couldn't get any worse. So we might as well just deal with it how we can. Well, it's after they have their moment when he goes out and gets Dell out of the car Mm -hmm. when he's like, "You're gonna freeze to death," and then they, you know, drink their little mini bottles and talk. And I love it when he, I like that giddy feeling when he's like, "Why do I feel like I'm at summer camp?" Yeah, and he shuts the bathroom door and he's laughing yeah, he opens it back chips. up still laughing and then shuts it again chips, they're, they're everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's oh when he talks about his ass is like a whopper yeah turn from, me over i'm done on the side from yeah. the car seat yeah, yeah. uh then you have to laugh like you couldn't just dwell about the day because it would be disappointing you know it'd be sure. depressing so they're remaking a lot of movies mm-hmm. lately right and some of them you see they remake a movie and you're like why like i hate it so much right right Others, okay, I could see it. You know, that makes sense. There's there's more of the story to tell, right? If they decided to remake this movie today, who could you see pulling off the uh, Del Griffith or Neil Page parts in this movie? Del Griffith. I'm just trying to think of the most annoying person ever. <laughs> like the- <laughs> Zach Galifianakis, I would watch sure. that. Yeah, yeah. I could see that happening. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm a huge like uh, Bradley Cooper fan right now. I was I thinking like about him. I was thinking about him. He I would could see that. Would you see him being Del Griffith or Neil? I could see him probably being Neil because I go back to his role in uh, Wedding Crashers, I believe it was, where he was just that intense like brother of the girl that <laughs> sure. they were going after and the big football player and intense guy. I think of that like annoying. I heard his movie with Lady Gaga is really good that Dude, he just came out. Did you see it? Sorry, my wife and I went born? on a date night two weeks ago. That movie <sighs> is the shit. Oh, Obviously, I want to see it. It's a really good movie. I'm not like a, a chick fit kind of guy. <laughs> I like going out and seeing movies that my wife wants to see every once in a while because she's a good sport and sees like everything that I want to see. <laughs> yeah. So every once in a while. But uh, yeah, I went and saw that movie. It was really, 
really good. Oh, that's so, awesome. I enjoyed it. I like Lady Gaga. Yeah. And I like this role that Bradley Cooper played in this role. And he I like sings. this. Like, yeah. he's actually got I, a great he, voice. I couldn't believe it. I it guess he co wrote, like, all the song, the original songs for the movie, that's too. What I, I guess hear. he's like that's singer, amazing. actor, yeah. writer. Yeah. I love hearing that. Like, when you find out that they're, like, an actor has so much more potential. Sure. Other yeah. talents. You yeah. Know? Like, when Hugh Jackman did the Tony Awards, or not the Tony Awards, when he um, did, like, the Golden Globes, he was opening and he did, like, his uh, his, his first act. His like, Yeah. Redo. I was like, holy cow. Well, and now he has The Greatest Showman. Yeah. And, yeah. He's just kind of a all-around. I want to see uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Me, too. I think I'm going to go see it tomorrow. Me, too. Yeah, I heard it's good. Uh, mm-hmm. I've had several discussions uh, with uh, huge Queen fans and huge music. I thought you were going to uh, say huge Queens. Yeah. No, no. Huge <laughs> Queen fans and stuff like that. Uh, I, I don't associate with the huge Queens. Just, <laughs> just Aren't they all huge? Regular size I mean, queens. really, they're men, so yeah. they're, they tend to be larger. <laughs> they're hair. Just the big hair. <laughs> I have a hard time thinking that a Queen movie could be 100% accurate with a PG-13 rating. Okay. So... Makes sense. Uh, I, I just, yeah, I want to give it a shot. I haven't gone to a movie... I heard it's great, though. ...in a long time that was for me. Like, I've gone to see movies with my kid, but... Uh, I haven't been to a movie that I really wanted to see in mm-hmm. a very long time, and this is one of the ones that I'm mm-hmm. going to get out and go actually. I feel see. like you want to you want to see it in the theater. You want to have that sound yes, quality. Mm-hmm. I, think so. yeah. I hear the Brian May portrayal is out of this world, mm-hmm. and I hear the scenes that they filmed for the Live Aid and everything in the Wembley Stadium or wherever it was. Yeah, uh, knocked it out of the park. That will give you goosebumps sure. and everything. So yeah, I'm so, interested man. in going and seeing it as well. So yeah. yeah. I'm Mike Logan. I'm Garrett Elzinga. And, and this better, better be, be good. good. It's a weekly podcast where two comedians review a movie before seeing it and review it again after seeing it. We'll also talk about the hottest news in movies, like how badly is MoviePass doing? Oh, it's done? Perfect. You can find us on all your podcasting hosting sites, iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, wherever. Is guys. that a thing? Yeah, I use CastBox. Oh, actually. that's great. Yeah. Well, we're on there. All right. Check us out on all these things. This better be good. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Grinder, Zanga, LiveJournal. Oh, that's a thing. I'm Mike Logan. I'm Garrett Elzinga. And, and that, that was good. good. Got a little off topic there. That's yeah, okay. Sorry. It's always fun. I no, that was okay. I think that, oh, yeah, absolutely. totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's bring it back to this movie with the last scene here. I've got a little clip of the final scene, and then we can talk about that. I don't have a home. Marie's been dead for eight years. <laughs> there was some clever editing there, but. Who's Taylor Dane? Who sings this song at the end? I don't know. No, Taylor, well, Taylor Dane is a woman, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't but every time. Is a man? Okay, I can't remember. It's an 80s tune now. Yeah. I won't stay long or anything. Maybe I'll just come in and say hi, and then I'll be on my way, all right? Just come on. So they get home, and they meet everybody. Let's fast forward a little bit. There we go. And, uh, I could have made a friend of mine. More edits. I feel like his wife has a really Almost big forehead me. and no hair. <laughs> I, I couldn't I mean she's pretty and very angelic when she comes down the yeah. stairs but I'm just like oh her hair is so thin and wiry and <laughs> her forehead's really big I like that they made they set up his house like a show house and like a like they were trying to sell it like it just always seemed perfect everything was the kids were all prim and proper and waiting at the table it for dinner like the home alone house yeah. yeah a little bit and um but like it just made you realize like he wants to get home. Like it gave him something to like great to get home to. It's not like he was trying to get home to go to like a trailer park. He was trying to get home to like this awesome, like suburban, wonderful life. 
instead of like a shithole. So they had to dress everything up to make it look amazing because you're like, he just I just want him to get home so bad to be hit with his family for Thanksgiving. And like you just feel for him uh, because I got a feeling the opposite end of that uh, for Dell is just that trunk. I don't think he goes like that's his home. Like I He have, lives out of that trunk and that's where he needs to be. I have a question. Did you like were the, do you remember being shocked when you find out that Dell's wife is dead? Was that like. I do remember Me that. Me too. Like, I, I feel like watching it now, you'd have to think, well, God, that's clearly obvious. Like, he's not trying to get home. Right. He doesn't, he's not worried about calling her. He doesn't. Because Mark, at, he's like, is his wife dead? And I'm like, mother, no, how, how did, did you? you? But I guess you're not a child watching this. Right. So it makes sense. How about you? Did you feel like you remembered thinking like, oh, my God, his like. When I watched it originally, I couldn't remember all the parts of the movie because uh-huh. it had been, I don't know, 30 years or sure. something like that. <laughs> I started watching and I was like, oh my gosh, what's happening here? Is is John Candy going to die here? Or somebody died. I can't remember what was going to happen. When I watched it That'd on Friday. Terrible I was, twist. I know. <laughs> I thought he was going to go to the bathroom and have a heart attack or something. Something was going to happen. I couldn't remember what happened. But sure. then after I watched it again, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember. And then they, they, they show all, yeah. the, all the footprints where, where the clues when, were sprinkled out there yep. for when you. When he makes the, when he's on the train and he makes the connection, like that scene, I rewatched it like four times and I just felt like, Ugh, like the music and everything it yeah. just really affected me so much more than i remembered yeah sure um so we've got i mean we basically made it through to the end i mean there's uh, any final thoughts from you mandy about this movie um one last shout out to scott sorry yeah we, we, sorry uh, scott we enjoyed our time here uh, with this movie uh, with you scott but we will for sure enjoy uh the next one we get to yeah for uh, sure and we will be sure to push that one out so uh, don't feel like anything was lost other than uh, an hour's worth of your, yeah, our your time. time. We got to hang out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think his wife was sick and she had to watch both kids oh, while no. we did. Uh, it's all right. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure We'll make it up to it. We'll make it happen. You get an extra batch of cookies. So. Um, no, I don't mean final thoughts. It's an amazing movie. Everyone loves it. It sure. was obvious from like the response that we got with the poll. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would say this is my favorite John Candy movie. Um, I don't know. That's a good question, actually, to throw out there. What do you, what would you say, Dave, is your favorite John Candy movie? Uncle Buck or The Great Outdoors. Okay. Nice. Uncle Buck or the, I love, I'll watch Uncle Buck like on DVD, Blu-ray, edited on television. doesn't matter. I, I love have, Uncle Buck. I have never seen it. Oh, you got to watch it. I know. I suck. I have never. I, Matt loves it. I for yeah. sure am going to watch it eventually. I think I watched it probably once as a kid, but I love Great Outdoors. Oh, yeah. Great Outdoors um, is great. Have you seen the movie um, Nothing But Trouble? Nothing but trouble. It's got Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase and um, Demi Moore. And you know, I probably have the name sounds familiar to me. I probably have seen it. It's just been another one of those movies that's just been ages. You it, know? Yeah, I don't think a lot of people have seen it, which is sad because it deserves to be seen. Mm-hmm. But um, John Candy plays uh, he plays like a bailiff. Yeah, in this like courthouse ran by Dan Aykroyd, who's dressed like this hundred and fifty year old man with a dick nose, basically, mm-hmm. and um. But John Candy also plays his sister. So he's dressed up like a woman. Okay. And she's just freaking hit. It's exactly if you imagine what John Candy would look like dressed as a woman. That's that's what she looks like. And it's just hideous. And Stunning. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's probably my favorite. But he's not a huge character in it. Oh, I'm looking at IMDb yeah. too here. Spaceballs. I completely oh, forgot yeah, that he's in yes. Spaceballs. Yes. yes. And we, I, we made that connection. Um yeah, uh, John Candy, Steve Martin. 
I don't know. We, we had like one of those like Kevin Bacon, six ways to Kevin yeah. Bacon moments. Love that game. Yeah. Oh, because we did um, Little Shop of Horrors mm-hmm. um, with uh, Ricarlo and we were talking about that. And then I was like, oh, yeah, because you forget that it was even John Candy. Yes. You think of him as barf. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Exactly. We are actually recording Spaceballs um, in a couple of weeks, I think. So that'll be fun. All right, guys. What did I miss? Right there. Um, I had one of those uh, Tom Hanks from A League of Their Own style pisses just now. <laughs> we talked about Uncle Buck for a little bit. Okay. Then we talked about the great outdoors. And then I was scrolling through IMDb because I was trying to find this serious role that I remember John Candy playing where I was just absolutely stunned. But before we got to that, we got on Spaceballs because I was scrolling <laughs> sure, through yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. And I remember that. But honestly, I was shocked to see him play such a dramatic role. I don't know if you've ever watched JFK, but his little oh. role in JFK where he plays this like southern lawyer and everything okay. and he's sweating the whole time and he's talking with this southern draw and everything I couldn't the believe, yeah oh he does <laughs> he's got the vapors he's all the cramped yeah <laughs> But that was like, it's not my favorite role, but it was one of the roles that I remember seeing him in being like, holy shit, dude, he's not doing a comedy here. He's not fun and lovable here. It's just, it was, it was uh, different and and awesome, honestly, to see him play, to see him stretch it. I love it when I see a comedic, a comedic actor do something different. Sure. And and that's what I like about Blair Call Saul and the Breaking Bad's taking comics and putting them in serious roles and stuff, but I'm getting off track. No, that's okay. It's like how John Goodman uh, took a spin now toward Maurice. Recently, he's doing a lot of serious stuff. Yes. And, yeah, and it, it's fun to see that. Yeah, now. except for now he's in The Connors. Yeah. Which we watched and I loved it because yeah. fuck you, Roseanne, and your racist <laughs> yeah. shit. I, I I did love your show and I thought you were funny, but I think you're a bitch, I mean, unless, so. unless you guys out there love Roseanne, then like, Roseanne's no. super cool. <laughs> Remember, we're not trying to split our audience, Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> love me or hate me. Yeah. I'll yeah, be yeah. like Howard Stern and Rush Limbaugh now. Like they're listening to me because they hate me. There you go. Um, No, Matt, what's your favorite John Candy movie? Oh, Jesus. Um, Not that it's a favorite, but I literally just watched Cool Runnings a week ago. Uh, which was a nice little refresher on that movie. I uh-huh. haven't seen it in years. That, that we should do that movie. one because that's a huge part yeah. of my childhood. That was a good movie. Jamaica, um, we have a bobsled team. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's uh, Uncle Buck is is big. Um, Summer Reynolds, Great Outdoors. Yeah, I mean, those are all. I got to go see the uh, great outdoors, like outdoor set and everything at uh, Universal Studios in Hollywood in the mm-hmm. late 80s. We went on a three-week vacation out there, and uh, we all rented an RV, the family, and we went to all these different places like the national parks, but I was always into Hollywood and sure. like the, the the stars on the walk and Man's Chinese Theater and seeing all the stuff that they spent two days out there, and we went and took the big tram tour on uh, Universal Studios. Jaws was broken that day, so he didn't <laughs> jump up out of the water at us, but uh, we went by uh, where they uh, filmed uh, uh, Psycho, because Psycho is one of my favorite movies, horror movies growing okay. up and everything. So we got to see the Bates Motel. Nice. And we got to see where they the big thing was, where uh, uh, Jaws was filmed. But right next to both those two things was the great outdoor house and huh. everything. That oh, they my used gosh, that's fun. For like the outside yeah, scenes. Yeah, like the cabin. They, yeah, because they would film like in a, a, on a studio for indoor scenes yeah. and everything. But we got to see, yeah, we got to see the, all the exterior shots for the great outdoors out nice. there. That is on studio, on lot, the Burbs, uh, Tom oh, Hanks yeah. being filmed yeah. at that time. We didn't see any of those oh. people, but we were told we were driving by the studio and filming was actually going on. Fun. So, yeah, that was neat. Yeah, it was um, neat. I do remember uh, he shows up in Home Alone. Uh, he has uh-huh. a cameo in Home Alone, which I love that movie. Uh, and then also a little Vaca- shop of horrors and Vacation. Yeah, that's true. When he plays the um, 
little security uh, guard. Yeah, yeah. vacation's not uh, it's not my favorite vacation movie. I mean, Christmas Vacation yeah. is clearly uh, surpasses that one. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Little Shop of Horrors, and Weird when, Wink yeah, Wilkerson, it's so horrible. I love it. I love no. him. Did you you ever see Little Shop of Horrors? With Rick Moranis yeah, and everything yeah. a long, long time ago. John Candy shows up. He's it. the radio guy. He's the radio okay. host and he plays so very weird. Weird, weird Wink Wilkerson on <laughs> the, the radio. Yeah. It's, it, it's I have a to nightmare. go back and revisit these movies. <laughs> well, you can revisit it, but not yeah. for that part. Oh, it's okay. so fun. I love it. I'd listen to Weird Wink Wilkerson on a regular basis, just on a daily. <laughs> he needs to be on the radio well, all R- the time. R.I.P. Yeah, um, John Candy. John Candy. No longer with so. us. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we on that it. positive note, I think we're done. We made the uh, we Excellent. made it to the end, man. Uh, any final thoughts on the movie? Would you watch it again? Well, I am going to watch it again. Actually, I'm probably going to watch it uh, with the wife. There you go. Uh, sometime over the holiday weekend, as we're getting things ready for Christmas and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I don't do any of that Black Friday BS. So <laughs> sure. we always decorate on that day. And who knows? Maybe we'll watch that uh, the wife and I together uh, sometime soon. Here, awesome. Yeah. Yep. Do you have any? Uh, so this is going to air. Uh, the day before Thanksgiving. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything coming up? Uh, you've got a show tonight. I right? will be there tonight. Yes. Uh, I am in uh, Manistee tonight. I'm going to leave right here after the show. I'm going to be at North Channel Brewing tonight. Uh, I can't remember the feature act up there, but I'll be headlining. So if you're not doing anything tonight, come on up there and uh, check it out. It's going to be fun. Uh, J.R. Williams is going to be our MC. He also books that up there. So uh, he had me in uh, Gaylord at the Blind Squirrel uh, last week for, uh, let's see here. It was I was at the Blind Squirrel and Gaylord opening day of deer season, man. And oh, our yeah. show <laughs> that night actually got pushed back from 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock because it was interfering yeah. with buck pole. You guys know what buck pole is? No. Oh, it's a. Oh, excuse the language here, but it's a big dick contest between a bunch of rednecks to see whose deer was bigger on oh. opening day. <laughs> I thought yeah. you were literally talking so. about it's a big dick, like the deer, like they bring in yeah. that part of the deer <laughs> and measure. Hey, check out this bug's dick, man. Well, oh. I, don't, I don't care about its antlers. I only care about its dick. It's mm. buck pole. I want to see. <laughs> that's what I mean. It was, uh, I want to see its one point. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, and any uh, way to reach out to you or any oh, other please, shows coming up? Oh, please visit me on all the social medias. I'm on Facebook, Dave Welfare, Snapchat, uh, Twitter, Dave Welfare Comedy, anywhere. Just type in Dave Welfare Comedy. Uh, we talking earlier how we like to be brought in by uh, headliners and features and stuff like that. Any headliners listening, you got a bunch of great features right here. Get, <laughs> right. get in contact with all of us. We'll make your show just as good as it was going to be. That's right, man. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Constant approval. That's what we need, exactly. man. Exactly. Reach out to us. And you can reach out to us for that constant approval that we always look for. Uh, you can email the show at another episode podcast at gmail.com. You can reach the show on Twitter at another ep pod on Twitter. You can get me directly at Matt Harper jokes on both Twitter and Facebook and Mandy, where can they reach you? Uh, just on the Facebook, another episode. Okay. I'm not send, send the Facebook page. See, you're all episode. professional. I'm giving out all your cows or <laughs> locales and stuff to be able to find you. I was like, I just like Dave Welford comedy. You'll find <laughs> I'm just like, well, you know what, Dave? Uh, unless somebody really starts knocking down our doors, it's just not working. Right. I need someone to reach out to me. <laughs> exactly. Well, and, and you have a show tomorrow or Friday. Yes. Yeah, it'll be uh, that would be Black, Black Friday. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go out to the Waldorf, pick up some tickets if you uh, can. They probably are sold out at this point, hopefully. <laughs> but if not, uh, the Waldorf here in Hastings, Michigan, the show has a page itself. It is Wally's Brew Pub Comedy Club. 
Uh, Dave's been there a couple Dude, of times. Dude, honestly, go. Do yourself a favor. If the sh- tickets are sold out, get tickets for the next show. This is probably yeah. one of the coolest places I've been to do comedy. I remember I first came to the Waldorf to do an open mic a long time ago. Then it transferred upstairs into the big ballroom area. Yes. The wait it's staff amazing. is kicking ass. It's a great, nice room to be able to uh, do comedy in. You get there early. You have yourself a drink. Walk over. Look out some of the windows. You get a great view of this town, Hastings, here. Honestly... Uh, the Waldorf is one of my favorite places to come and do a show because mm-hmm. you know you're booking the hell out of it. You're yep. making sure people are in the seats and all the people. I, I find going to smaller towns and everything is some of the most rewarding things that I can do because it, honestly, I mean, you're bringing something to a town that normally they have to drive a far away yeah, to right, see. Exactly, and, yeah. and you're bringing in top talent. Yeah. I'm not just saying because you brought me, <laughs> but you brought in some spectacular headliners yep. and great features, and yours is a little different because you showcase a few other talents under there and they get a good amount of time to do a set so you're going to see a good show here so yes. honestly i love it man keep up doing what yeah, you're doing yeah. we've man. been cultivating that show for i think just over five years now we've been doing that so it's been it's been a great run keep up we, the great work yeah. honestly we had this, fun man this friday you're gonna have ricarlo and tim on right yeah a couple of guys that were on a, uh, a previous episode our little shop of horrors little shop of horrors yep they're yeah. gonna show up there and do some time up friends front of the and, show sweet yeah. And then uh, headliner is going to be Dwayne Gill. Is Dwayne's come back. great, man. Yeah, awesome. Dwayne's yeah. great. We had him there, I think, three years ago. And so it's time for him to come back. Mm-hmm. He's, sure. And he's, he's lost a bunch of weight, too. Yeah, man. he has, man. He's become like a oh. damn uh, Oh, I can't wait Iron for somebody man. to say that about me someday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've gained like so much weight over this summer just because I'm lazy and I drink and yeah. whatever. And uh, I saw people yesterday, like they were look. it's like where they look at you, but like you catch them like looking at your like fat roll or something. <laughs> And you're like, yeah, motherfucker, I know I'm fatter than the last time you saw me. I don't need you to look at my muffin top and make sure. me feel bad about it. I'm just, just going to go play with the kids now. Right. And then they just listen to the podcast. They don't have to look at you if you listen to the yeah, podcast. Yeah, I have a body so. for radio. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we normally end this thing by playing a little clip that we already talked about here. Let's see if we can pull up one that'll work for the end. And any last thoughts before we call her quits? Not at all. I appreciate yeah, you guys having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. This is a lot of fun. Super thank fun. Thank you so much, Dave. No, thank you. Do you think Grandpa Walt is going to give me a noogie? <laughs> of course he's going to give you a noogie. He loves to give you noogies. That's how he tells you that he loves you. Why doesn't he give me noogies? Because you get Indian burns. But I prefer noogies. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. And remember to come back for another episode. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah.